Spam text messages are at an all-time high. Target is the new Bud Light. Trump was right about the PGA and live. Adobe's new AI generative fill is quite amazing and a whole lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 236 of the Random Thoughts podcast, spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and on today's show, there are a few different topics to cover. I apologize, took last week off the air conditioning, as happened last year, once again went out, so had somebody over here fixing it, and we will indeed need a new air conditioning unit. So thanks to the government for constantly changing the regulations and making things like the refrigerant for these units way too expensive for what it should be. A recharge on one of these things now is about 400 bucks where uh, you can't really afford to. Well, I'll just charge it up once or twice a season, you know, maybe it'll cost you a hundred bucks each time to keep the thing going. No, they would much rather you go out and buy a whole new air conditioning unit, which I will before they make those completely illegal, which seems to be the way they want to go. It's the same thing with the vehicle emissions testing. One of our cars was not passing and they're like, Oh, have you changed the battery recently? And we said, yeah, we have. Well, you just have to drive it more. Well, what is more? What constitutes a drive cycle for one of these 2013 Chevrolets? And we did all the research and some of the stuff that they suggested doing was just a little bit dangerous unless you have a test track in your backyard, which I don't think most people do because a lot of what was suggested was get it up to 55 miles an hour, drive that way for a few minutes, then take your foot off the accelerator without touching the brake, get the car down to 15 to 20 miles an hour. That is not an easy thing to do. Even on a fairly deserted road, if there's any traffic whatsoever, I mean, one, you shouldn't be doing 55 or 60 miles an hour in most neighborhoods. But for the roads that you can do 55 on, to be able to coast and get down to 20 miles an hour, not the safest thing to do. And the answer is always just drive more, drive more. And it's not like 20, 30 miles. It was hundreds of miles, multiple days. The wife took the car out multiple times, got it on the expressway, just drove 15 minutes in one direction, got off, turned around, came back around 15 minutes in the other direction. And it took a long time for this to finally read the O2 sensor. There's another sensor that's not reading, but from everything I've read, you can have one sensor not ready and pass the emissions test. So I hope uh, that is the case. But the reality is, government regulations, once again, in order to 
make the planet more green. In order to reduce the amount of emissions going into the air, in order for your car to give them the data they want, if you had recently changed a battery on the car, it was hundreds of extra miles of driving, multiple gallons of gas being burned. How much emissions were thrown into the air just in order to get it ready? It's like, I don't understand. I mean, I get that it's more convenient for them to do the testing if they just plug into the car's computer with that said people that know how to hack the car's computers. And there are people out there that know how to do that can make it lie. But the reality is they should still have a way to do this the old fashioned way. It's like, hey, okay, your car's not ready. You had to have your battery replaced in the recent past. Well, we can still put the sensor on the tailpipe and get a reading. But no, that's not the way it is in today's world. So it makes a lot of sense. You have to continuously drive your car in order to get the emissions test. Let's save the planet by driving more. It doesn't make sense. They are going after your air conditioning unit, just like they're going after the gas stoves in areas like California and New York. People better wake up before this stuff gets way too far down the rabbit hole. Maybe we've already reached that point. I don't know. But it's getting to be insane. The push towards electric cars when we know that electric cars still have massive problems especially in cold areas like you might get in Chicago or Wisconsin or Minneapolis. There's a lot of areas in the United States that get a little bit cold in the winter. That does some horrible things to just how well electric vehicles operate, as well as just how far you can drive on a charge when you're in these sub-zero temperatures. But again, people don't pay attention. They keep voting these same morons into office who have no idea what they're doing. I mean, Kamala Harris was put in charge of AI research. Or, well, yeah, Kamala Harris is going to save us from the AI. And we do have an AI story coming up because it's all over. And this new technology that Adobe has just thrown out there is quite interesting. And even if you're not somebody that is a photographer or likes to manipulate photographs, you should at least know about it. One of the other things everybody should know about is that spam SMS messages, text messaging is at an all-time high. It's up, I think, three to four times what it was just a year ago. And email used to be the spam, the big thing. Now it is in text messaging or calling the random numbers. One, never pick up a phone call if you don't know the number. Even if you do, I always like to remind people that spoofing that number that shows up on your display for your caller ID is possible. So even if it looks like the call's coming from your bank or from your grandkids, always be vigilant. At the very least, if something seems odd, Say, let me call you right back and dial the number because that will connect correctly unless somebody actually has their phone. But in the case of somebody just spoofing a return number, that's what you want to do. 
but the spam messages via text messaging are pretty much out of control. And the reason being people, I guess, fall for it. And it's dangerous in the way of not just you might accidentally hook up with somebody and tell them your banking information. There are links that are going out with these messages that if you click on them to open up a specifically crafted web page on your cell phone, it's possible your cell phone could get hacked. And of course, they're looking for things there like access to your bank account or your cryptocurrency accounts and all of that. So it's getting to the point. If you don't absolutely have to use text messaging, turn it off, block it all, use an alternative way to communicate with the people that you would normally be sending text messages to, go with something like Signal or Telegram. These are both secure apps that you can add to your phone that you can do the same kind of thing, the same kind of messaging. And then you can absolutely just turn off your text messages and not have to worry about them. You also don't want to use the text messaging if you don't have to for two-factor authentication. Things like your bank and they're idiots because they don't know any better. But when these places are like, well, it'll be way more secure if you use two-factor authentication so we can make sure that it's you. Well, if somebody's able to hack into your phone or get access to your phone, then they're going to get the messages that are going to your text number. There are way more secure ways to do that, but this isn't a tech podcast, so we won't get into that on this particular episode. But I do highly recommend searching out something like Signal, which is what I'm using right now. We were using a more homebrew thing called Tox. And I did an episode on talk a few years ago here on Random Thoughts. Have switched over to Signal just because getting talks to work on the iPhone is a lot harder. And Signal just works out of the box. My buddy Gene was always like, when are you going to get on Signal? So I got on Signal. Now he bothers me all the time. So, I mean, there is that. But I highly recommend being very cautious on any text messages that come in. Do not believe anything you read. Do not believe they are necessarily coming from who they say they are coming from. It's the same thing with phone calls. And if you can switch over to something that's a little more secure, that's the way to go. And a lot of these scams are fairly similar. So if you do end up falling for this a little bit, and it happened to my buddy Tom when he was around, it happened to my dad, you get on the phone and they start telling you, oh, DirecTV or Comcast, or they pick one of these companies, you know, they have a 50-50 shot if they call you up and say they're, you're, you know, a random cell phone provider cell or a uh, cable provider, TV provider, whatever it is. Hey, you're a very valued customer. We can give you a great big discount. And it almost always comes down to, oh, we've partnered with target or we've partnered with microsoft we've partnered with somebody that you can run down and get a bunch of gift cards at your local walgreens or cvs and you have to pay your bill and gift card so yeah we're saying we're from comcast but we want you to pay your bill 
with Target gift cards, but don't tell anybody at the Target store when you're buying the gift cards about this promotion. No, don't mention this promotion at all. If anybody ever asks you to pay for something in gift cards and beyond just that scam of we can give you a better deal on your cable bill, they also use that for things like, hey, your grandson's in jail or your grandson's been in an accident and he needs help. We need you to pay his bill so we can do that life-saving operation. But just go down to the drugstore and buy us some gift cards. If it sounds like it's a scam, most likely it's a scam. But let's remember now with AI, they can make that phone call to you now sound like they are somebody you know. Again, always call back. If something seems a little weird, always call back. Target. They seem to be the new Bud Light. They lost about $15 billion in valuation because of some pride displays that people say went a little too far. And I don't overall care about any of the pride merchandise. Adults should be able to do whatever they want to do. But a lot of this was pushed, I guess, towards children. And it was right front and center in the store. And that is where people start getting annoyed with this kind of stuff. Because it's not about inclusion anymore. It's about elevating. And I think there's a lot of people who have the mindset of live and let live. Who are like, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're trans. I don't care if you're anything. Well, except maybe a Cubs fan. You got to draw a line somewhere. But when you start getting to, we are going to force something down your throat and you're going to have to say, hey, what we're doing is the best thing. What we're doing is the right thing. And if you don't support us 120%, then you're the bigoted jerk. And that's where these companies, I think, start going off the rails a little bit. I've mentioned it before, I know. So I don't want to keep harping on Target. But ever since the George Floyd incident, Target on their website, the first thing you see is you can click on a tab that takes you to black-owned or black-founded companies' products that they sell. I don't see anybody else, any other demographic, that's getting this treatment. And I always thought it was funny because if you want to use the concept that we believe that most of America is a bunch of white supremacist, racist jerks. Well, then wouldn't be pointing out all the products that are black owned or black created. Wouldn't that be the absolute wrong thing to do? Because all those white supremacist, racist jerks would be going, well, I'm not buying that. I have a pretty simple theory when buying products. I'm going to buy the best product that's out there. Don't really care who makes it. Don't care if it's made in China. Don't really care if it's made in North Korea. If it's available and it's the best product out there, that's the product that I want. Now, it's better if that product's made in America, but the reality is not a lot of things are. I mean, it was turning around under Donald Trump. And then Joe Biden went to war against all those bad capitalist companies who just wanted to do business. But Target. They are learning their lesson, maybe, 
15 billion in about a week's time, loss of valuation, that's a big deal. And again, it's not because they had pride stuff up. There's been pride merchandise up for years. And I really feel bad for the gays and the lesbians because they did not sign up to be a part of the pushing trans on kids movement. There are gay and lesbian groups that are out there speaking out against exactly that. It's the problem when they keep adding letters and stuff to this one group and putting everybody into one large generic category because it just doesn't work. The Los Angeles Dodgers going out of their way to honor a Christian hate group. Well, there's a lot of gays who are Christians. They're like, we don't want that. But these companies and then the Los Angeles city government, because originally the Los Angeles Dodgers said, well, wait, we're going to honor these folks. And then they said, no, we're not. So then the Los Angeles government went, no, well, we will. And then the Dodgers said, we will too. But we'll add a Christian night just to try to appease you. It doesn't work that way. Los Angeles Dodgers. You can't honor a hate group and then go, well, we'll just have a day for the people they hate too. And that'll all just even out. Here's a little idea. Don't honor the people that are part of a hate group. That's not, you can't just add an extra day and be like, well, maybe if we add a Christian day, they'll forget that we just honored the absolute anti-Christian people. That way, everybody's included. It's not the way rational people do things. And Target probably will come out for that. I think Target will fare better in this whole situation than Budweiser with the whole Bud Light debacle. But it's possible that I'm wrong about that because there are multiple places you can go besides Target. And I don't know, in all reality, if the Walmarts of the world, the Kohl's, the other stores that are similar to Target, if they really at the top have any kind of different ideology than Target does. But it's very easy for most people to go, well, I just won't shop at Target. There's pretty much anything you can get at Target, you can get at Amazon. I mean, Amazon's got their own issues, sure. But there's always an alternative, as Bud Light is finding out. There's always an alternative. People that were drinking Bud Light went, oh, eh, well, maybe Coors Light is okay. I don't drink any of them, so I couldn't really tell you if one's good and one's bad. But people know there are alternatives out there to pretty much any and every product. And while I think it's great that companies support, different groups, I think they have to be very careful when looking at those groups and making sure that they do not include a group that turns out to be very detrimental. Millions of dollars went to Black Lives Matter Global. And a lot of those companies, I don't think, realize that it was a Marxist organization whose Founders used a lot of millions there to buy property and then disappear. I don't think nearly any of the millions of dollars that these corporations put into Black Lives Matter Global went to actually help black people. 
I think it was all mainly a scam, which most things are. But it is the hot thing. It's the du jour way to get your money out. And it's your way to virtue signal and say, we're doing something really important. But then nobody really does their homework because it's all a knee jerk thing now. Like news, everything has to be immediate. Nobody goes and verifies sources. Nobody goes and looks into the details. It's all about getting the headline, being the first one on Twitter, trying to get people to click on your link to take them to your website. And then once they get to the front page of your website, if you're like all of the major news organizations out there and it's really getting tiring. And I know I've complained about it before, but I'm tired of going to sites like Fox news and getting a headline with something like NBA superstar does this. Well, can't you just put the player's name? If he's a superstar, People are going to know who he is. Tell me who the story's about. You know, country legend passes away. You know, you could have just put George Jones right there or whoever it was in the subject, in the title, so people could see it and get that information. But this nefarious way that all of these organizations work now is to give you a little tease and try to get you on another page, try to keep you just a little bit longer, just as the TikToks of the world use nefarious means to try to keep your eyeballs on their little screen for as long as possible. That's exactly what these so-called news organizations are doing. And I think it's absolutely detrimental for everybody's mental health. Now, one thing, and this does not surprise me, I do not follow golf, so I know nothing about golf, but I'm aware of what the PGA is. I saw the stories going on about a year ago or so when this new Saudi back group came out, the live group, and it was a fracturing. This has happened in other sports in the past, and basically anybody that signed a contract to play with live the PGA was like, well, then we're not going to let you play in our tournaments. Ha ha. It was a really contentious thing. And Liv was offering a lot of money for the superstars of golf to come over and join their tour. Even though Tiger Woods is a has been pretty much at this point, he is still the most well-known name in golf. The rumor was, and again, rumors. So I'm letting you know it's a rumor. I can't verify this as fact. But the rumor was that the live group offered Tiger Woods about a billion dollars to sign a contract with them. Yeah, that's billion with a B, not a million, but a billion dollars that Tiger Woods turned down. There were other big name golfers who did the same thing. They turned down the money and Donald Trump said, hey, you're dumb. This was about a year ago. Donald Trump's like, hey, you're dumb. Take the money now because live and PGA. If you know anything about business, and Donald Trump seems to, he said, live in PGA, they're going to end up consolidating. They are going to merge. And of course, the media is like, ah, Donald Trump's a moron. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Hey, guess what? The PGA and live, they've merged. A lot of people not happy about it because they think the Saudis are evil people. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. How would I know? How do you get to the truth? The leaders of Saudi Arabia, 
maybe horrible people, but look who's leading this country. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, at least she's gone. But she threw out the first pitch at the Washington Nationals game. I think it was last night for their gay pride big kickoff. Nobody showed up. Really, D.C.? You don't show up for Nancy? Come on, what's wrong with you? But the leadership of the United States seems to be pretty damn corrupt. So I don't know how much worse that the Saudis can be. Everybody points to the Khashoggi murder and like, well, they authorized that. I don't know if there's if that's been proven. I mean, you can point to that as well. But I hate to tell you, the United States, they've whacked a lot of people over the years. So, again, I don't quite know how this affects the uh, Gulf world. But Donald Trump was correct. That's one thing we know. And those two groups have uh, reached an agreement. It's amazing, isn't it, that Donald Trump could tell you a year in advance what's going to happen in a year? And the current president can't tell you what he had for lunch yesterday. That should worry you. Does that worry you? Who are you going to vote for in this next election? It's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But the last story I've got here is about Adobe's new feature that they've added into Photoshop, at least the beta version right now, which means it'll be in the production version pretty shortly. And it is an artificial intelligence feature. They call it generative fill. And it does some very interesting stuff, some very bizarre stuff. If you pay attention to the internet, you may have seen recently some classic rock album covers that have a lot more real estate around them. So, you know, you're taking that image, the square image that you would get on a CD or a vinyl album on the artwork. And all of a sudden, there's a lot more to the left, to the right, above it, below it. And all of that was created by simply putting that image into Photoshop, adding extra room around it, and pressing a button. That's it. You press the button. You don't even have to put anything in. And the software goes, huh, what should be around this? What would make sense? What would look seamless? And it goes through and it creates it out of images that it had been trained on. I thought it was interesting. I've watched a few different uh, YouTube videos of people playing around with this. And you put somebody in the middle of the woods with the photograph, it will do a heck of a job recreating the look for whatever you want to add on the left and the right. You can add things into images. I thought it was very interesting that it won't let you add a gun into an image because that violates their terms of service. I guess even showing a gun is wrong. So I guess maybe we shouldn't have them in movies anymore than uh, Alec Baldwin couldn't shoot people. I don't know. Maybe that would be a better way to go. But this AI rendering of things is getting fairly scary about what it can do, because you can just go in. If you have a photo of somebody standing there in just a T-shirt, you could just select that T-shirt and put, give me a suit. And it will give you a few different renderings. So you can change clothes on a subject. You have a photograph 
that, you know, somebody's got their laptop sitting on a table and you're like, well, that doesn't look all that interesting. I'd rather have a vase sitting there. Well, you select the laptop, you type in vase and it makes a vase appear with the lighting of the image, with the shadows, everything looks way better than it possibly should. And this kind of technology goes along with the deep fakes that I've been telling you about for a long time and totally adds to the concept that you cannot believe what you see. I took a few different images, was just playing around with this briefly, but I took one of the promotional pictures of Taylor Swift where she's sitting on a couch, but it's cut off right about where you would get to her hips. Now, you put that into Photoshop, you put generate, and all of a sudden, Taylor's got full legs going all the way down. The uh, One of them, the couch got really, really long, which was kind of funny because Taylor's very tall. But the other one, it kind of turned it into a chase lounge, looked very believable. And this, again, was just in one click. If you want to add a watch onto somebody's wrist, you can do that. You want to add a necklace around somebody's neck, you can do that. You can make all sorts of changes by just selecting the area you want them to go into and typing in a few different words. The need for a lot of clip art at this point going out the window, the need for photos to use for backgrounds going out the window, because it's very easy for the AI to create things like, well, show me a mountain range in the background with a lake. It does reflections really well when adding things to photographs that you've you know either exist or you've taken yourself. So you have to understand now, we are really getting into that point where everything you see online, you have to question. Don't believe anybody when they say something is reality because you just won't know. It is very easy to manipulate photographs and this is going to put it into the hands of everybody because it is just typing in a few different words, making a very basic selection and typing in a few different words. There's not going to be a whole lot of skill involved in this where it used to be. If you were going to manipulate a photograph in Photoshop, it was going to take you a decent amount of time. If you were going to try to remove something from a photograph, add something to a photograph, change who's in a photograph to somebody else that used to take a little bit of skill not anymore not anymore the ai is going to do it all for you and it's going to do it in a way that is convincing enough that most people will never be able to figure out that it was done now it's really cool if you want to Take some of those vacation photos and just make them a little bit more dynamic. Maybe you want to take a random person or two out of the background. Maybe you want to make it look like that perfect moment was at sunset. These are all things now that you can do with the AI within Photoshop just by typing in a few words. Again, no skill level needed, which I think this is going to change. A whole lot of different things, even for artists. I've enjoyed doing artwork for the No Agenda show, who changes their artwork with every show over the last few years. But now there's a lot more AI 
that's being used to create things. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cheating and it kind of ruined the fun. But I can see why people do it because it is much faster. And the results are sometimes really horrible. But at times, the results are absolutely perfect. My buddy, CSB, comic strip blogger, he has a whole AI podcast that he produces called AI.Cooking. He likes the little Pomeranian dogs. He says he's a Pomeranian at heart. So I just went in and I made a selection in Photoshop, like 1500 by 1500 pixels. And I typed into the little box. This was just a blank canvas. And I typed in poorly drawn Pomeranian typing on a keyboard. And within like 15 seconds, boom, the image was out there. And I'll include that in the show notes to this show if you want to see it. All I did was add his URL, the AI.cooking to the keyboard, and I signed it with my name plus AI in a Walt Disney font just to annoy Disney. But this was artwork that was created by simply giving a couple of words in Adobe Photoshop and having the whole thing be created out of nothing. So again, this is your weekly warning, at least it seems that way, to not trust anything you see, hear, or read on the internet. Instead, tune in to the Random Thoughts podcast for all of the latest information. This is a value for value podcast, and I hope you do get some value when listening to this show as well as some entertainment. If you want to help support the show, you can go to Random Thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com slash donate. You can click the donate button if you want to use PayPal for a one-time or monthly donation. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can use the snail mail address, the P.O. box, if you want to go that route. If you're in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, you can boost a gram us, stream us some Satoshis. And if you're on Patreon, you can add us over there at patreon.com slash random thoughts. A few people to thank for today's show including our buddy Stu Coates over in the UK with the maybe kind of satanic donation of $6.66. As always, that is appreciated. Our buddy Sir Truck Driver coming in with the five sixty-five donation. And Tim Heasel, the last man standing over on Patreon, coming in with five bucks a month there. It is all very much appreciated. I thank everybody for listening to the show. If you can't afford because of Uncle Joey's policies to financially support the show, tell a friend about it, leave a review, just get us a little bit of uh, exposure somewhere and turn a friend or two onto the show. It all helps the show grow. I plan on being back next week on Wednesday for another edition of the Random Thoughts podcast. So until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 